One of the best feelings in life is feeling anchored. When the waves of life come, you stay confident, stable, and secure. So how do we stay connected in a world full of distractions? We think honest conversations can help. I'm Allie. And I'm Lemmy's. Two friends who just want to chat about how to be our best selves. Thanks for joining us. This is Anchored in Life. Hello, everyone. We know it has been a little while since our last podcast, so we're just going to start from the beginning. I am Allie, and Lenise will share a little bit about her. I am now a marketing director, but I met Lenise when I was a news reporter in Alabama, where she is now. I currently live in South Carolina. That might be more information than we've shared before, but there you go. (laughs) That's a nice introduction. I like that. I'm Lenise Lagan. I'm the anchor at Fox 10. I also have a podcast that I host, Living It Up with Lenise, and this one, Anchored in Life. And Anchored in Life is a way for Allie and I to not just stay connected, but hold each other accountable when it comes to doing the hard things. You have a lot of podcasts out there that give positive vibes, and we want to do that too. But I think a lot of the time, the conversation doesn't go deeper in to just how hard it is. And Lenise and I are in different stages of life. Lenise has two kids that are getting, they're basically 30 at this point to me. (laughs) They're not, but they're getting older. And uh, here we are. So I do want to address our little hiatus there. I unexpectedly had some health issues that I had to focus just solely on my health for about a month. And that was really, really hard. So I think my definition of hard and when you said doing hard things, that has certainly changed for me. I've never had my physical well-being threatened like that when you can't get out of bed and I couldn't function and I couldn't work and I certainly couldn't do things for fun like this podcast. It wasn't necessarily scary. It was more so frustrating. And so I'm coming at these podcasts now with that perspective. And hopefully I can share more down the road about how that was and what exactly happened. But that's why. So it was me. I was down for the count, but we're back. And that leads us to our topic for today. Yes. Building your tribe. So finding your community. And Lenise and I have, I think, a similar experience in that we have both picked up our lives and moved to a new city where we knew no one, which brings the question of how do you do that well? And what is the struggle like to meet people, build connections, find a community, your support systems? If you're religious, if you want to find a church, how do you go about doing that? So that's what our discussion topic is today. And Lenise, I do want to start with you. You have done this, I think, multiple times, right? Yeah. With your family and without your family, you've had both experiences of starting over at a new place, feeling isolated. I would say when I first moved to Youngstown, Ohio, and that was a hard lesson. So, you know, in the news industry business, you have to start small and work your way up. And I guess I should go back and explain there are 212 markets in the TV industry. And number one, being the top market, and it's all based on population. So that would be New York. I was coming from Detroit, and Detroit is a big city. So yes, it was a top 10 market at the time. I graduated from college, and I just thought, yes, I'm going to start an on-air job in Detroit, Michigan, my hometown. I was offered a position as a writer, but that's not what I wanted to do. So the news director at the time told me, get your experience, start small and come back and see me. So that meant for me, I had to go to Youngstown, Ohio, and that was market number 98. I'm still pretty high. So congratulations. It's hard to get top 100 even when you're, it's your first job. 
I'll take that. I, I'm getting used to also uh, saying thank you because I think sometimes, you know, we we miss the blessing and, and mm-hmm. we want to go into, um, I don't know, just not just saying thank you and sometimes you should just accept it. But Youngstown is a four-hour drive from Detroit and I refuse to move. I was commuting every day, four hours <laughs> each way, right? With a schedule like that? Oh, yeah. And I was night sight. Um, but yeah, and I started out as a general assignment reporter. So I had that Wednesday through Sunday shift, which is good for me because I drove there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I got a motel and I slept there Saturday, Sunday, and then drove back home. The silliest thing I have ever done. I wasted so much of my life. (laughs) I did that for four months. Now, I was only in Youngstown for six months. And at the fifth month, my mother said, this is ridiculous because I was getting sleep. And she said, you need to move closer. I moved to Toledo. And for people familiar with the Midwest, you'll know Toledo is only 45 minutes from Detroit. (laughs) How much closer? (laughs) So I cut my commute down to three hours and 15 minutes. You know, um, how can you build your tribe that way? You can't. You can't. I left in the sixth month. And then the next time I would make a major move, it would again be out of my state. And that was going from Michigan to North Carolina to be the morning anchor in Charlotte. And Allie, when I tell you that was so hard, my then boyfriend, now husband, we alternated flights. So mm-hmm. I would go down once a month, he would come up once a month so that we made sure we saw each other once a month. So we alternated. And then it would give me an opportunity to visit with my family too. So again, that's not building your tribe. I never broke out of that mold until... Now, volunteering helped me to do that. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was in my last year of being in Charlotte, I started getting more involved in charities and organizations that meant something to me. So yoga was always present in my life. So I found other yogis and would meet up with them for coffee. I volunteered a lot. Reading, that helped me a little bit. So in the event, something would pop up because as I was leaving there, our son had just been born. Mm -hmm. And when you're in a city by yourself and you are a brand new parent... And you have no family, Mm. no friends, no friends because you didn't cultivate those relationships. It's scary. In the TV business, and again, I I don't want to keep bringing this up, but we are, we work together so frequently Mm -hmm. and through such negative news, bonds are created. Yeah. Whether you try, (laughs) they happen on their own. Yeah. And so I was fortunate enough to gain some great friends through the TV industry people that I still keep in touch with today. And those are the ones that I ended up calling when I was in the trenches. So gosh, I'm a bad example. I more or less wanted to do this episode because I want, this is something that I, even today, Allie, this is something that I could be better at. So I've been doing some research. I'm curious to see, because you've done a brilliant job. I've seen you move at least twice and you always find a community outside of work to connect (laughs) with I think I did that better when I was younger. It's certainly harder as I've gotten older. Well, I have one question, though. Do you feel like when you were in it, you recognized that it wasn't good for you to not have the community? Or did you just think this is kind of my life for now and, you know, a community will come when I'm when I'm settled or whatever, when I'm back with Dylan? Was that a thought when you were 
alone, essentially? It was a thought and it was the latter. I, I never, I had a fear of commitment and I always told myself, this is not as good as it gets. I'm not going to be here. I mean, that is realistic for a news reporter. Well, because you never know. I get why you were telling yourself that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. You have contracts that are signed and re-signed and different things go into that. I think the reason that I did it, quote unquote, well in Alabama when I moved there was simply because I had just come from college. And I don't think our college experiences were quite the same. So I went to a really large university and, well, it's the University of Georgia. I think most people know that. Go dogs, by the way. And <laughs> there, you know, I wasn't far from home, so I didn't really have that fear. I didn't go home often, but in the back of my head, I knew I'm an hour and a half away if I ever needed to get home to my parents. I had such a solid cocoon of people there that when I left, all I wanted was that again. <laughs> to this day, I don't think I will feel as wrapped up in a little blanket as I did there. There's nothing quite like college because you are always surrounded by your friends. They either live upstairs, they live in the next room over. There's nothing quite like that unless you create a town of all of your friends and family. It's it's unrealistic to think that right after you leave and go get a job, you're going to find that again where you're so close in proximity to people and you have the time right? Because for me, again, fortunate and privileged, I didn't have to work through college. So I was solely focused on going to class, going to my journalism classes. I'm able to hang out with people I want to hang out with. And there's plenty of time. I have no responsibility. Again, unrealistic to think that that's how your life is going to be when you leave, because now you do have to pay for things. Now you have <laughs> job, you know, you meet people and then you've, you've got to you know, your job, it's not eight hours, especially for me as a news reporter. It's not an eight hour day. Your hours aren't predictable. It's a lot harder to make friends. So the first set of friends for me was certainly at the station where I met you, Lanice. There were some people that I automatically clicked with. They were similar in age, similar in season of life. But there were other people who weren't, which surprised me, but were solid rocks for me. You, we had a producer named Trey Brannon and Lee Peck, who if anybody listens or watches Lanice, then they probably know who Lee is too. So I've had some really solid friends that came out of the station that I still talk to to this day. And I think it is, it's kind of that trauma bond that people talk about. You go through so many things together. You've, you've been through hurricanes together and all the other things that happen on the Gulf Coast that you have that bond. I knew that I needed a group like that outside of work though, because your conversation does gravitate a lot towards work because that's the experience. It's your common ground. It's a common ground. And also it's your whole life because of the hours that you're spending in it. At, in the beginning, you have to dedicate that time to it because that's just how it is. You know, you, you're, you're on breaking news. You can't just say that it ends at 10 p.m. because your shift ends at 10 p.m. So sometimes you're there till 1 a.m. And then hurricanes happen. Those go through the night. So I knew that I needed to find a community. And I think the way that I did that was by finding a church. And that's because when I left college, I was really in that peak interest for me in my faith that I knew that I needed that community. So I fortunately found that. And I found some people who coincidentally went to my church that I met in the community. Mutual friends helped too. So some friends that I had at the station who introduced me to their outside friends who weren't in the news industry, they ended up being people who either lived near me or went to my church or went to a similar church. I would say in Mobile, it happened to me. I was also 20 
and a little more carefree. And I think that just invites more relationships naturally. I had more time. All I did was work. I was apart from my um, boyfriend turned fiance turned husband. I was away from him for three years, eight and a half hours away. Just two cents. Put my two cents out there. I don't recommend long distance relationships. And it was really hard because I think he was a rock for me and he helped ground me. We couldn't be around each other as much as we wanted to be. And so I felt a little like I was reinventing myself, but I didn't want to do that. But that's what happened on its own. And when you're 20 and trying to figure things out, and this is the first time you've left home, there's a lot of things that are going through your mind. And I was just very open to whatever. And I think that helps when you're when you are trying to find a community. Now, I find it harder. I moved to South Carolina. I didn't know anyone. We actually never even been to Greenville, which was just seems just well, I'd never been to Mobile either, actually. I guess I just do everything blind, but... We moved here and my husband had a job, but I didn't. So I didn't have that minimal tribe to go to. And he did. So that was great for him. But I was like a housewife at home waiting for him to get home. And I hated it. I knew that I needed something. So I just went to networking events like that they have all over Facebook, especially women's events. There'd be some really plugged in women there that I should probably meet. And I did meet a couple of people by going to dinners, whatever else they have, Rotary Club meetings, those kind of things. So that was helpful. But now I find the season of life thing to be really important. Now that I'm 30, there's certainly a divide there that is kids and no kids. I just didn't feel that way in Mobile. And I don't know if it's because of the relation, the people or or what, but I find when you're trying to make friends, it's like that's the first thing the conversation gravitates to. Hmm. I mean, if I look at my friends and how many of them are are parents, one of my very good friends, she's not a mother, nor is she married. Um, another one of my friends, he's not married either, and he doesn't have children. I really think it depends on the individual. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, too, about long-distance relationships, because my husband and I had a long-distance relationship for five years. Uh, um, and we were just creative. Again, there were the back-and-forth trips constantly with the phone calls. We would go to the movie. We would find a showing that was playing, like, say, in Detroit, it was playing at 110. And I would find one in Charlotte that was playing at 130. We would go at the same time. And then we would call each other on speakerphone. And just be in there and all respective theaters. That's a good idea. I would walk out and then would then talk. Oh, so what'd you think about that? And it really depends on the individual and what you can bring to the table and also what you're looking for. And gosh, you said something and I had a question about it. You said season in life. Yeah. You, what do I mean by that? Yes. I think I'm really, really conscious of it because this is the first time in my life that I've really felt like there was a season change. Mm-hmm. So um, it's probably because I'm basically 30. I'm about to turn 30 in 10 days. So I've got this on my mind that I think it matters to some people a little more than other people that I'm in the season of life with young kids. I'm in the season of life of no kids. I'm in the season of life of a new job, a new career. I am just experiencing that for some reason with finding a community right now. Mm -hmm. It seems like those kind of things seem to be the hang up 
when I think about a neighborhood, it's kind of like that. We've got half the neighborhood who's got the kids and they hang out a lot. And then we have the other half who I hang out with. They don't have kids yet or we're all thinking about it. And so it's just interesting how that divide happened naturally because we do all hang out together. But the frequency is certainly divided between that because your time is allocated differently. And the understanding of that now... I have friends with kids. I meet them where they are. And I think that's a choice that I make and they make that I'm going to come into your life. I'm going to I'm going to come to your house because you've got two kids who are on nap schedules. But these are harder relationships to have because there has to be a deeper connection and a deeper understanding of where they're at. And it's something that I cannot relate to. So it can be hard to work through that where on the surface, it's just easier to be friends with someone who's going through the same thing that you're going through. I think when you're first meeting, I guess is my point, like when you're first starting out. But that's not how we were. So that's like that. Not how any of my relationships in Mobile were like. And I think maybe it was the whole in the same industry thing. That was oh, kind of the tie, right? But now I work from home, so I don't have the work-life crowd anymore. So I do feel a little starting from scratch a little bit because COVID certainly wiped out a lot of the groups that I was in. And I don't necessarily have a hobby that has clubs or classes or I don't like to read, so I'm not in book club. Definitely. You are difficult. Because that, that, that was kind of first. Yeah. There are some takeaways for, for people. You know, if there's a hobby you enjoy, writing, um, running, there's so many clubs for that. And then I thought, well, your interests, wine, so you go to wine tastings or mm-hmm. wine. Every yeah. art museum has art classes for you to take. But yeah, you are unique in that way. Where I hmm. So then how are you going to build your tribe? Is it more or less now for you? So you mentioned the big three O. Mm. Is it more or less for you now? I was on um, Threads, one of the social media platforms, yeah. and there was this post that said, Dear Algorithm, I am interested in connecting with, and it proceeds to list. So I think everyone is in this yeah. um, this desire of just wanting to make a connection. But I, And I do see your point. I think it depends on your season for you. Are you looking to now then connect with people who are on that journey of maybe putting family first? And so then if that's the case, maybe that's how you go about finding your tribe. Yeah, I have to come to terms with the fact that there will be times, decades, a chunk of five years where I have 15 friends in a city and then Their lives are going to happen. My life is going to happen. And that might dissolve, which is what happened about three years ago for me. I felt that cocoon here in Greenville right before the pandemic. And I'm not going to blame the pandemic, but certainly things happen in everyone's life because of the pandemic. That's that kind of dissolved that group. I accept that. I need to dig my heels into the people I do have. Ah, Now, what's hard about that is only one person in my quote unquote tribe, and I'm not counting my husband, is physically here in South Carolina with me. But that does not mean that I don't have a tribe. I have a tribe. They're just really far away. Now, I would say that my my neighbors listen to this, so they're going to smile. I would say that my neighbors are becoming that. We are being a lot more intentional with each other about planning ahead. So, you know, we've got a dinner tomorrow night. We will at that dinner most likely plan for something in December because we're all understanding that we're busy people who don't have our weekends open. But guess what? We do have our weeknights open. Mm-hmm. So we're doing dinner on a Tuesday. I would usually never do that. But they're important people to me and I'm better 
when I leave them. And it's a group that my husband is also a part of, which is really special. You know, the husbands talk about sports and the women talk about whatever we talk about, which is not sports. So it's it's a really good group to be in. But I have friends. I have two from high school that I'm still really good friends with. I need to talk to them more. I am doing this with you. You know, we've, we're making plans, hopefully, to see Lee soon. You know, I've got to go to, I want to go to Mobile more. I actually went there about a month ago. So how can I do that better? Because... I think I'm letting the distance be the excuse, but they're the people that I need. They're the people that have stuck around this whole time and they're the people that I need. So I shouldn't be in a mood because these people aren't here physically with me because at the end of the day, talking to them, I'm going to leave better after getting filled up by them. So I think that's where I've settled. The friends that I do have here in Greenville, I think what's worked for me is Allow yourself to go to things that they go to because then your circle grows. Because if you like them and they like that person, chances are you're going to like that other person too. My neighbor keeps mentioning a running club. Now, she might as well have won the won the New York Marathon because she's so fast. But there's there's walking in the group. There's running. And she's told me that several times. Why don't I go? I don't know. I don't know why I don't go. I should. Ability and trust too. And I'll speak for me personally. I'm just not interested in investing my time because it is so precious. The ultimate currency, you will hear me say this time and time again, you don't have this enormous amount of time. And once you use it, it's gone. So be grateful and aware and choose wisely with how you spend it. And I don't want to spend my time investing in relationships that could and there's the problem, could not work out. <laughs> you know, why not think, oh, this will be a great investment. This will work out. But I, I tend to go into it thinking, eh, I don't know about this person. And I don't have a lot of time. Or, you know, and then, so I would tell people to be open, be open to new experiences and learn how to make the space. Yeah. And that's why it's important to do, for you to do that around a hobby so that at least maybe you don't walk away with new friends. But did you do something that you enjoyed? And you can say that it wasn't a waste of time. But yeah, the, I mean, I'm an introvert. I think people, Lenise, I think when we say that we're introverts, people don't believe us because we're on TV or I was on TV. And they're very shocked. Yeah. Well, and you give everything almost to the TV sometimes, you know, all of, at least for me, all of my energy went to being the personality that I was on TV, which was me, but it did wipe me out. <laughs> and then I wanted to talk to no one. So recognizing that, you know, do you get filled up by other people's energy? Does it depend on the person? You've got to protect that as well. I have a best friend who wants to be around 100,000 people all the time. And I cannot stand that. We're friends somehow because we have shared experiences. But, you know, I've got to recognize that my husband's way more introverted than me. He doesn't want a ton of friends. The ones he has are it for right now. And I think that's where I'm kind of coming to, too, is do you lean into the relationships that you already have? And I, I don't do that well enough right now. Yeah, just the thought of hanging around a a lot of people. I also have a hard time believing how can you be friends with everyone and have those relationships be authentic? I just wonder how that works. You know, are you in some way being pretentious? Are you not really a devoted friend? I don't know. I do have um, associates and friends who have multiple friends and they're here, they're everywhere and doing this, this and that. And I'm like, I don't know. I have I have questions about questions about that. Um, and it could just be my circle because, you know, like 
your husband, my husband, uh, his core friends are friends that he's known, don't laugh, since he was in kindergarten. <laughs> and it's, it's the same four dudes. You know, now me, on the other hand, I, I do branch out. And because of my job, I will make friends whenever I move to a new city. And I have some friends from high school that I keep in touch with as well. Not a lot in college. In college, man, I had two internships. I had a job. I worked at the university. I was I so you were so busy. Um, I didn't do anything in college but go to school and work. Well, it worked out. So there's that. But I guess because, you know, coming from that small circle um, and my mother has she only has like the two good girlfriends and she's had those girlfriends since I was a baby. So just it's a personality difference, I think. We cannot reiterate enough whether your tribe is scattered across the country or they are in your neighborhood. You need one. And I think. It's a lie that you might be telling yourself that you can do this life alone. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to a city. There are people in that city who will love you and be your friend. And so it's important to prioritize that as uncomfortable as it is in the beginning. It's certainly worth it because we need a community to live our best lives. So just think about what kind of people you want around you. They always say you're the culmination of the five people you're closest to. And I don't think it matters what season you're in. You can be a a college grad. You can be a high school senior. You can be a senior in your 60s plus. But you do need that outside group separate from your family, uh, someone you can rely on, someone who can push and motivate you, someone who can open your horizon and expand your experience is. I mean, this life is meant to be shared with others. And, you know, I think through COVID, different people went through different things, but we are still coming out of it. And one of the things that I took away from it was the importance of community and being there. So find yours. Put the effort in. A tribe is so important. We'll be your tribe. There you go. I'd love that. Especially if you're a fashionista, a wellness guru. You love podcasting. Uh, you can be plant-based or not. That's okay. I won't judge Allie. <laughs> I'm not a unique. I know. That's why I said I won't judge Allie. <laughs> <laughs> different interests are good. I actually do recommend having people in different seasons because you do learn more. But I also understand the comfort of having people in them because you've, you're going through things and you want to talk about it. So having both. Well-rounded tribe. You can always send us a message through the comment section or social media. Allie always posts these and you can let us know, you know, what tips worked for you. Um, it's all about sharing information and not holding it into yourself so that others can benefit too. And leave a review if you think about it. I know this is the first one back in a while. If you haven't listened before, then please go back and listen to our past episodes and we'll talk to you all next time. Until then. Until then.